0: All right, folks. This is Jack Newtown here, Crypto Jack. All right, um, real quick. Now, this is about the whole uh, two hundred and fifty billion dollar lawsuit that was brought upon by, uh, I guess, a Kevin Johnson or somebody like that, on Elon Musk in regards to Dogecoin. Now must understand that Elon Musk does not own Dogecoin. He's not an owner of that. Actually, Dogecoin was created by Billy uh, and Jackson. Billy Marcus and Jackson Palmer are the creators of Dogecoin. Now, of course, Jackson Palmer doesn't really like Elon Musk. called him the grifter, that sort of things. I'm kind of curious if uh, he may have helped Engage in this uh, billion multi billion dollar lawsuit, in my opinion, this is my opinion in regards to Elon Musk. This lawsuit is not going to succeed. Um, the lawsuit aims to represent a class of people who lost money to trade Dogecoin. No one didn't stick a gun to your head and make you invest into Dogecoin. Uh, there is no contract where you sign an agreement to where if this would do A, B, and C. Dogecoin started as a meme coin. It was a joke. It had no serious intrinsic value whatsoever. But people felt and believed that Dogecoin has intrinsic value. But however, Dogecoin does not have any significant intrinsic value, but people felt like, hey, and they're claiming that Musk engaged in a racketeering scheme and uh, fraudulently deceived people. Um, but Keith Johnson, sir, you bought into it. You're an idiot. You didn't. There was no contract to be signed at all. It was a mere joke. That's what Dogecoin basically dealt with is a joke, and it kind of took off. I say four years ago, a little bit. Now I was aware of Dogecoin, and I was investing into it in this early time. I was investing Dogecoin when it was zero point zero 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 two nine cents. It was less than a penny. Okay, much lesser than a penny. It was a fraction of a penny during that time. Okay, and it came up. And it was rising, but, you know, Elon Musk really kind of helped it to get it up to, I think it was 74 cents. No, 84 cents. It got all the way up to 84 cents, almost to a dollar. And then it dipped back down. Now, other companies, I think Mark Cuban accepts Dogecoin with the Dallas Mavericks. Egg, which I bought a lot of computer parts from, through doing with Dogecoin, believe it or not. Um, so... I bought, hell, I bought a lot of stuff with Dogecoin. Actually, I financed my uh, nephew's graduation going to my nephew's graduation with Dogecoin. So, Dogecoin during that time had its use. That's because people had faith in it. The U.S. dollar is backed by Uncle Sam. And let's be honest, the dollar has no intrinsic value anymore. It used to have intrinsic value when it was backed by gold, backed by silver. It's no longer backed by uh, gold or silver. I think John F. Kennedy created an executive order to take off. Let me, uh, hold on, hold on. VD. order on silver. Okay, it was Executive Order one 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 zero, authorizing Treasury Secretary to continue printing silver certificates during the transition of period. Okay, and that executive order. Now I think they eventually got rid of that executive order. I think Nixon came in and got rid of that, and also got rid of the uh, to. Take the gold off, backed by the dollar currency. So now it's just based by nothing. It's just based by thin air. So now you can print as much money as you can. That's why you have more billionaires than you have now. Because again, it's nothing but numbers today. It's not backed by anything. It's not backed by any uh, anything tangible. It's just an intangible thought process. Um, but I don't see this lawsuit succeeding due on the basis of that Elon Musk did not create this coin. Now, did Elon Musk promote it as you know just a joke or whatever? Because he made it clear, you know, he's you know, he's just promoting it because he thought it was it was a joke. And if you took his jokes serious as a way of buying this. Because you believe you're a fucking idiot. You're stupid. You're retarded. Your mother should have never gave birth to you. She should have just swallowed you. You're a moron. Now on the clubhouse thing. And I got to bring this in here. There was discussing about this. Subject. It was a good subject. Unfortunately you have a good subject. where a bunch of people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Thankfully there was a few tech people. That managed to get up on there. And. And kind of explain things a little bit better than the main ones. And it's nothing against the 100 hundred ENT uh, broadcast. It's just you got a bunch of people who are in their, what, 40s and 50s. Hyper emotional. Very emotional, I would think. And some of these people are former service people in the military. And I would think you would have your emotions in check. Cause you know, in the servers, the drill sergeant got in your ass, yelled at you, curse at you, beat you up, spit at you, put you in a uh, isolated, etc. So you would kind of have a little bit more emotional intelligence than the average citizen. But obviously, that's not the case with some of them. And there was arguing about who knew more about these cryptocurrencies. Let's be honest. Almost all of you don't know nothing about cryptocurrency. Now, Rez, she has a little bit more um, knowledge about this than the rest of them. I will say that. But you guys don't have a grasp upon that because you have not dealt with this for years. I've dealt with this for a long time. Um, A lot of you don't even know what started Bitcoin and how it came to be. A lot of you don't even know that Bitcoin derived from a, uh, a digital asset called Ego back in the 90s, the uh, the mid-late 90s. Uh, so they don't know these things. They don't know who were the alleged creators. They say Nakamoto was one of them, uh, Hal, fin- uh, Hal uh, Finnegan, Hal Finney is another one uh, alleging them, uh, Michael Saylor. Uh, correct, right? Now, if you don't know those names, then you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Dogecoin, look, I played with it and I made quite a bit of money on it. And I also, when it got time to dump it, I dumped it into buying assets, buying tangible assets like uh, motherboards, computer parts. That is how I was able to do, you know, to buy these things is through the, the digital asset realm. But it's just the fact that you got a, a bunch of people that are on there that are talking about things I'm just gonna be blunt and they don't really know what they're know what they're saying. They're just they're just saying stuff just to sound smart. Some people think they're more intelligent than other people come to find out they're really not as intelligent as the other people I'm just, like I said, I'm just speaking. This is a frivolous lawsuit. Now, with Ripple, is a little bit different. And I think the suit came in around 2019, 2018, late 2018 or 2019. And it had to do with the early investors back in 2012, okay, in the round 2012 range that started Ripple, Ripple Labs Incorporated which, believe it or not, some of the Ethereum and Tron you see today, those are former employees of Ripple Labs, believe it or not. You, you're Justin Sons and you're uh, Vitaly uh, B- beridium. And if you don't know those names and if you don't have an understanding of, of those people, then I, it's, time, it's best for you to bring some tech people on to the stage and listen to them. Because they, they know what they're talking about. Instead of conjuring up your own opinion, thinking that you know everything. Look, I don't know everything. When it comes to the music business, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't know all the aspects of that. You know, very little. So I'm not going to get into things like that. I'm going to listen to the person who's been in there, been in that business, has done it, etc. I've been in this crypto business, still am. So I know these pitfalls. I know these things. I know the flyby nights. I know the people who to avoid. I can tell you the type of people to avoid because I know these people. And some of these people do bad business. There's those who do good business. And those who do good business, I'm still associated with them. Those people who do bad business, I no longer engage with these people. I mean, if I was able to get away with it, I'd, I'd bear them in the backyard. But, you know, I digress. you people when you when it comes to the, the dose coin the dose coin is has no intrinsic value bitcoin ha- has value on the basis of that it is not only is unregulated it's decentralized and when you have something that's decentralized the government can't control it. that's why the government try to put regulations and crack down on it is because Governments will crack down and regulate something they can't. They, they don't have a patent on. They don't have a patent on it. They can't control it. They'll just make laws to try to at least minimum, you know, try to ring it in. Um, Ethereum is not decentralized, believe it or not. It was initially decentralized. The Ethereum Classic was the original Ethereum till, well, actually, it was always centralized till it got hacked. It got hacked about, I think, about 50 plus million dollars. Of Ethereum was hacked and then of course they uh, came with a board and a committee and they decided to hard fork it and separate themselves from the original coding to a proof of, excuse me, proof of stake. Okay. To a POS, a proof of stake. And a proof of stake, you know, mainly is, you know, you, you have a stake in it, you have XX amount, you have a stake. Proof of work. With Bitcoin, it's basically the miners having to deal with the people who are able to solve these very complex algorithm, algorithmic numbers, and to create a solution to unlock the blockchain, uh, lock the crypto, and you are rewarded by unlocking the blocks, by solving the algorithm, algorithm mathematical equations. That's why you have a bunch of uh, graphics cards. That's why you, graphics cards has gone through the roof now. Uh, people are running 100, 200, 300 graphics cards, high-end graphics cards, to solve an algorithm problem because it requires GPU processing to solve those algorithms. Um, that's why the prices of processor CPUs, uh, graphics cards, memory has gone up, motherboards have gone up, the gamers are fighting with the miners over the prices of the graphics cards, I mean used to be a graphics card was like 50 fucking dollars, now it's like 2-3 thousand dollars based on the demand by the miners now of course Bitcoin at the time was 32 cents back in 2009-2010 um You had the early adopters that invested into it. Now, of course, I was given an opportunity at one time back in 2010 to get involved into it. And I thought it was a scam. I said, oh, it's a damn Ponzi scheme. It's a scam. Somebody's trying to rob me, et cetera, et cetera. I was dumb and ignorant. I wish I would have went back in time. And bought at least about $500 worth of Bitcoin. Um, That would have saved me a headache. But, you know, we're, we're no here, no there. The uh, thing is, with Dogecoin, and everyone understood, Dogecoin had no value. Believe it or not, 99% of all the cryptocurrencies that, that are created has no intrinsic value whatsoever. Bitcoin has value based on its test of time, based on its security, based on this SHA-256, based on the security feature now of course it started as a very slow transactional coin that was the only problem bitcoin had and the double spending of course they had a, a double spending issue which uh, a person can trick the coin to double spend. and basically i send you a bitcoin and it transfers there but i still got the copy of that bitcoin which is a double spend transaction, which means I send you Bitcoin, but I still keep that same Bitcoin I just sent you. It's double. Now, as I send you that Bitcoin, that Bitcoin is gone out of my wallet, and it goes to your wallet. Used to be how people trick the game, is what they, they will send coins to another person, but you still got the same copy of those coins. Second one is the slowness of it. Now that is eliminated through the lightning network. So in the Bitcoin's process, transactions is a lot faster. Processing speed uh, is exponential. Hash rate hash rate is up. Um, and the double spending, they have eliminated that with a patch. They eliminated that with a process um, and eliminate the double spend issue. So Bitcoin has to test it through the ages of time ever since 2009. Okay, um, so it's 13 years and it still stands strong. It still stands tall. Now, the other coins, I can't speak on that. Ethereum is going to stay because of its uniqueness. That's the only reason you need, Ethereum is still alive today because of the uniqueness. The rest of the other coins will cease to exist. Um, it, you say NFT, well, what do you think NFT derives from? It derives from Ethereum. So yes nfts will still exist but it would not be considered a significant existence unless you are like a celebrity or a music artist or an actor or you somebody on the social media influencer now if you are part of that circle or you're a musician of that sort yes nfts will thrive but if you're just an average person creating an nft and your nft does not have a unique talent or a unique skill or a unique application then you're, it's just like a hamster on a wheel. I mean, you're just spinning in circles, basically, uh, and trying to make somewhat of a profit out of it. When you get into NFTs, you got to get into it because you love the art or you have a passion for it, not to make a quick profit. Because if you're just going in a team to make a quick profit, then unless you got some type of financial backing or or status, you know, like celebrity status or star power then you're, it's, a lo, it's a losing gambit. I mean, you're, you're just gambling on, on your you're just gambling your time, your money, and your resources. That's all you're doing. So if you don't have a unique application or a unique artwork or something unique or application that stands with that NFT, then again, you're, you're just wasting your time. You're wasting your resources, you're wasting your electricity, you're wasting your creativity. So, if you're going to do NFT, make sure it's something that is totally different from any other NFT. Because if not, it's just the same as the rest of them and people are just going to say, pass. So, you got to find a way to have a good positive application uh, in order for people to be attracted to it again. If you are not a celebrity or anybody who is famous, who has been on television, that's one thing. And you better be very cautious when you deal with NFTs because you got to make sure and check and see that you're not violating any laws or any regulations because again, it is somewhat unregulated, but however, uh, the SEC can always swing back at people in the past, just like with Ripple, Ripple started in 2012, Ripple Labs, and people from 2014 are suing Ripple because they were the early investors and in their contract, according to the plaintiffs, that Ripple is a security, not a utility so when it's a security, that follows under different guidelines versus a utility. Uh, and if if they consider Ripple as a security, then Ripple is going to have a lot of issues coming right behind that, and the plaintiff is going to win the case. Now, if they can prove that Ripple is a utility, then that's different. But it is a security because you, you believe it or not, you had uh, one of the. Uh, the founder of Stellar, Stellar Lumen, who is uh, Jed McCallop. He was the programmer for Ripple Labs. And he had over, I think, five, six billion Ripple. And when he left the company, of course, they had a disagreement because it was a disagreement over the code and the programming. He attempted to take his coins with him and sell it and and start out his stellar. But Ripple, since it's centralized, froze the assets. Now, that is not decentralized. That is centralized. That's not a good thing when it comes to crypto. Because if you can have a company that put out uh, crypto tokens, that's called a security Bitcoin has no security because we don't know who made it, who created it. Um, we have an idea: is Satoshi Nakamoto or, or, or Dorian Dorian Nakamoto, and Hal Finney, and somewhat Craig Wright, um, that was involved in this uh, Bitcoin process. So, and again, when when people get on these clubhouses, this is why the the Bitcoin groups in clubhouse will pack you out if you don't know what you're talking about. And hundred ENT with uh with Reek mainly, you guys don't know what y'all really talking about when it comes to that stuff. Now Res, she has a little more knowledge than the rest of you guys, and y'all and I know y'all don't want to admit to that. Because of your male ego pride, uh, your pride and your ego will not allow the fact that Rez knows what she's talking about to an extent. She does. I mean, just some of the ladies on there know what they're talking about. Just because they're a lady doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about. Yes, they know what they're talking about. It's just you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's what it is. You don't know. What, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're just. You're just talking out of, your, you know, out of your keister. That's all you're doing. You just don't have a, a grasp upon this. Luckily, there was a few guys that y'all brought on there that uh, know what you're talking about. So if you're going to have that type of discussion, I mean, bring the people who know what they're talking about and not some personality nobody knows that they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you, you know, when it comes to music i'm not going to get up there and run my mouth i'm gonna look at it as a fan perspective i'm not going to look at it as an artist or a manager or an a and r or any of those things i'm keeping my mouth shut and i'm listening to the information that you guys put out that's how we all learn that's how we all learn how to grow not by trying to bolo and bully our way into a conversation we don't know what the hell we're talking about, just to try to get clicks and views and try to uh, get all the people on your side. But you don't know what you again. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, we want to have everyone here educated. We don't want people to go out there with disinformation. And if you guys run around with uh, disinformation, Okay, then the other people are going to make bad decisions based on the disinformation. And we don't want that. We wanna give people uh, good information, positive information. We don't want to give them bad information, you know, and that's all I gotta say. This is Jack Luton. Email me Jack Rachel, at Jack Ray Show I want to gmail.com guy questions, comments, concerns.